Welcome to On the Prowl. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of On the Prowl Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Roten. And I'm Ramey Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today. Today on this episode, we have new Memphis Tigers football special teams coach Charles Bankins with us on the show. Welcome to the show, Coach Bankins. What's up, Coach? Hey, welcome, man. Good to see you guys. Good to see you, too. How are you doing today, you. Coach? Doing fantastic. Got a dub. Always yes, great sir. when you have a dub. That's that's true. 42-17. That no is doubt. right. Yep, Saturday was a fun afternoon. Or oh yeah, tailgating and then going into the stadium to watch the Tigers play was always it's always fun to be back at Liberty Ball. Oh, and yeah. I mean, can I get a congratulations on my first Memphis dub? I mean, congrats, coach! Thank you. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. How'd it feel? Awesome. Awesome. We had a great crowd. Uh, great fan base here. Really love being here. It's awesome. Well, you, you connected us to our first question. It was, how, how was your first time in Liberty Bowl for a game, Memphis Tiger game? It's not my first time in the Liberty Bowl. It's my first time as a Memphis Tiger. Well, fair enough. Yes. Yeah. I, fair enough there. Cause I, yeah, because I was at Bandy when we played in the Liberty Bowl. Oh. Is it, is it a different experience? How about that? Definitely a different experience. Uh, the weather was much better this time. Oh, the weather and, felt great. And we came out with a dub, so it was all yeah, good. All right. Yes, yes, well, also, yes. Speaking of Liberty Bowl, what got you into football? There's a bunch of people playing, throwing a ball around. I didn't <laughs> want to be left out, so I played. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, that works. It got you no, here. No. Well, because I was when I was younger, uh, I'm a military brat. Yeah. So sure. my parents, uh, we were stationed in Germany, you know, when I'm 9, 10, 11, or yeah, 9, 10, 11. So I played soccer. Soccer was the first sport I really played. And then I came to the States, came back to the States, and there's guys throwing this ball around, and I could run fast, and I grabbed the ball and started running. Yeah. So what was your first, like, major position that you played? Uh, you'll never guess this, but I played center and D-tackle first. Oh, I mean, so you weren't really running necessarily with the ball in your hands, but. Well, when we played, so when we played unorganized football, I was always a quarterback. Not to sling the ball down the field, but then <clears throat> I play organized football. I didn't know any, you know, I wasn't really sure about the positions or anything. So, and I was one of the bigger kids. I was like, yeah, I'll play wherever. So they played me at center and D tackle. Okay. And then so, when I ran faster than the running backs, they said, well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I can't argue with that one. <laughs> football has gotten you. Obviously, it's gotten you far to, to have a job now. But yes. how was your time in the NFL? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, when you're on a team that has, I think we have four pro bowlers, including one Isaac Bruce, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. So we had Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Marshall Falk, uh, Orlando Pace. I know I'm forgetting some other guys, but, it, you know, it's awesome to be around that guy in that level ball, the level of commitment. Uh, that those guys have, you would think that, you know, you got millionaires playing this game, but they will compete for $500. Like, so I was doing special teams and won the games. They were like, first, uh, Tory Holt goes, I got $500 on the first, uh, if someone gets a turnover on special teams. And then uh, Orlando threw in another 200. Next thing you know, 
you know, it's a $2,500 pot. And I'm thinking I might just go in and suit up so I can get that extra <laughs> money going right there. Well, as a Rams fan, this is Rams, honestly yeah. my ears. That's what okay. I was about to say. Raymond yeah. named after the team. So yeah, I was I was really yeah, I was named after the Los Angeles well now the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. So I was in St. Louis. I was yeah. in St. Louis. I mean, yeah, I mean, I when I was born at least, we were in St. Louis. So I mean yeah. honestly, yeah. who's we? Did you yeah. get to any games up there? I did not. And I still I've I went to uh Nissan Stadium when we when the then LA Rams played in like 2018, but yeah. I didn't get to go to anything but uh, uh, practice in St. Louis. But, I mean, it's still – the team is still important to me, so. I know. I got uh, three of my buddies are out there either in front office or they're in uh, on the coaching staff. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. now you got Daryl Henderson, former yeah, coach. Yeah, exactly. You, we have there some you go. out there. You're rammed That's pretty, out. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. But um, so you did mention your time in the NFL and uh, how was your transition from playing to coaching and what kind of made you want to start coaching? I had no desire to coach whatsoever. None. That too? (laughs) And my high school coach tricked me into coaching. He tricked me into coaching. So the story goes like this. I get done playing high school ball and I'm going to college. And then that summer, after my high school season, <clears throat> he has twin daughters, mm-hmm. and they have juvenile diabetes. Okay. So he gets out of coaching. So I go play my career, and then after my senior year, and I'm working uh, at my alma mater in, in sports marketing, he, he calls me. He's like, hey, guess what? I'm going back into coaching. I'm like, oh, great for you. The kids will really need you and all that stuff. He goes, guess what? You're coming with me. I was like, you call the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Go, because I majored in uh, uh, in organizational communication, mm-hmm. minoring in political science. I was going to be the black George Stephanopoulos. I was going to be a lobbyist that worked on Capitol Hill. I was going to have 2.5 kids, <laughs> Holly Berry, uh, have a Volvo and a white picket fence around my house. And, uh, that was what I was going to do. And then he was like, you got to come back and show these uh, kids here that you can leave this area and go make something of yourself. I said, yes, I've already left. There's no reason to come back. I've already left. And then he said, then he he guilted me and he goes, well, uh, do I have to remind you of all the stuff that, you know, I helped you do? And I was like, okay, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. So I started coaching high school ball. Well, it sounded like you had your life planned out well. I did. I had a great plan. Yeah. Have any of that happened yet? Have you gotten the Volvo or the white fence? uh, We have a – don't have a Volvo. We have a pilot. (laughs) We have have a Ford Explorer now. All right. I had a a black chain link fence. No dogs. I have two kids, though. I have two kids. All right. So – we're, we're, we we got close. We got 50%. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I actually did live near Capitol Hill. So, all right. Uh, yeah. yeah when go. I worked at University of Maryland, uh, you know that was close enough. There you go. And you also get to play for the best college football uh, coach for the best college football team in the nation. No doubt. No doubt. Not on one, baby. Yes, sir. I love to hear it. Well, the Memphis is 
very excited about college football being returning. With being back in the stadium, with it's been at least two years for being last season not having fans in the stadium, but this year getting to tailgate and be back in Liberty Bowl cheering on the Tigers. So what would you say are your thoughts of game days on Saturdays on how you prepare yourself as well as you, you preparing your team with your coaching staff? First thing I want to say, I don't want to hear any of you guys complaining about last year of COVID. Last year, my spot, we had nine games either rescheduled or canceled, and we only got to play six games. So I know you guys, we all didn't like what was going on, but that was the worst thing ever when you practice for a month and you don't get to play the game and, and, and you know, the guys that pour their heart out into it and practice every day that didn't get to go out and oh, have yeah. that opportunity to shine those signs. So that was kind of that was that was kind of gut wrenching last year. Oh, yeah. Watching oh, yeah. the kids come in every day and, and not be able to go out and perform and perform in front of people and do the sport that they love. But on game days, you know, um, you know, I'm pretty calm on game days. I think we we work hard during the week. Uh, so we do a lot of like we're doing preparation tonight. You know, you caught me at a good time. You know, we just got a little dinner sitting over here and taking our dinner break. So uh, we'll grind it out today, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. Those, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday are, are heavy days at practice. Thursdays are no sweat Thursdays, and then we'll do a fast Friday. So when we get to about Thursday, Thursday night, Friday, you know, you, you hope everything's packed in the barn and, and you're just ready to go make hay on uh, Saturday. There you go. Well, you time are to go, time to go two and zero on Saturday. No, oh, no, yeah. no. We go one and zero every week. We just take it one week at a time. There you we go. go one and zero every week. I like that. One and zero every week. That's all that matters. I like that a lot. And then I we do, just try to stack wins on top of wins. There you go. I do. I do have to ask. So you yes. are you are the special teams coach. Yes, uh, make, make your pitch as to why the special teams crew and just like the special teams as a unit is as important as the offense and the defensive side of the ball? Well, we call special teams here we fence because we take the best players of offense, best players of defense, we slam them together, and we make an unstoppable force that uh, is hard for them to reckon with. Actually, special teams has the most yardage exchange than any any uh, unit in football. So, that makes sense, yeah. I mean, if you hit, if you hit a punt – it goes 45 yards. Who wouldn't want to average 45 yards a play? Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, and, and look at Gabe Rogers right now. He's leading Conference USA as uh, the returner, uh, kick returner. He's number one in Conference U- in uh, AAC. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that is true. I mean, and you think about, like, field positions. I think I just had a flashback there and said CAA, <laughs> but I meant AAC. I, we, we knew what you meant, man. <laughs> and, and, I mean, if you think about, like, field position, that goes a long way. Starting at your own 10 and starting at your own 50, or, I mean, vice versa, that could be for the defensive side of the ball, too. That can work wonders for a series or work yeah. against you. And who was, the, who was the conference uh, specialist player of the uh, week this week? Joe Doyle. Where, where does he play? You and them? Me- oh, really? Ah, hey. I was just asking. I, I don't know these things. I, 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 want, I want to say Memphis. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I'm not quite sure either. Yeah, not the, not the other school up the state. Not that no. school. What yeah. other school up the state? Is there another school in this state? Uh, I don't think so. I might. There's only one that matters. Exactly. 
That's a big GTG right there. Go Tigers. Go. <laughs> there you go. Well, you're also coming into a, a g- great gap to fill because you're coming with the Morto winner, coming to work with the Morto award winner. With, so I'm sure that's a pretty fun excite, excitement to get to work with him each and every day and, and on game days. But what separates the city of Memphis from any other atmosphere that you've coached in? Well, just the the appreciation that the city has for the football team. Uh, a lot of there's a lot of other team, a lot of other cities that take it for granted. Like if you won a lot, they just oh, it's easy to win. You should if you win, that's not good enough. You should win by fifty. If you win by fifty, you should win by sixty. And then God forbid you lose, and uh, they're all over there. But I think the city has been through good times and bad times and appreciates each and every win. And, uh, and the respect that the city has for special teams is awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we'd really do try to focus on every side of the ball. And no doubt. That's why we do what we do. That is true. You get paid the bucks to, to do this. I mean, no, 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 I'm talking about why this city is. That's why we we're, <laughs> we're, we're gritty. We're gritty and litty. That's how I like to think of this city. Gritty and litty. We keep it lit up in here. Gritty and litty. I'm going to use that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, I'm writing that down. <laughs> well, while Ramey's writing down your quote, <laughs> later on in life, he'll use that. He'll come back no at doubt. you and say, oh, I got that quote from Coach Charles Bankins. No, he's going to own it for himself. He's not going to give me credit. I have to I have to give you credit. I, I, heard I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I only charge 2%. Oh, what about zero? <laughs> well, we're already through one game. Yes. So yes. What are your expectations for this, the rest of this upcoming season? I just take it one week at a time and go one and no every week. That's all I do. That's, That's all great, I can focus on. Great way to put it. Guaranteed. Practice makes perfect. Exactly. That's a great exactly. way to put it. Well, Ramey, are you ready to be back on schedule or are you still writing? Oh yeah, I'm 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 back now. All right, I am back. But yeah, um, what was slash is the most, or what was or is the most difficult part of coaching in the middle of a worldwide pandemic? Uh, keeping everyone safe, number one, and then keep them motivated to you know because you're asking the whole world is telling you to separate from everybody, and this sport, this is the ultimate team sport, and it's only as good as we bond together. So kids that have strong bonds with each other and it's been their complete and other support system have been told that they have to separate from each other. Yeah. But we can go out and we can bang into each other for two hours of practice, but then we have to separate again. So I think that was the biggest thing. A lot of mental health challenges went on uh, during that time. And, uh, you know, just, you know, we we had to deal with a couple kids that, got the virus, went home, family members caught it from them and passed. And then you can imagine the, the, the heart wrenching and, and the amount of weight that is on those young people uh, that that happened to. So that, that's probably the most challenging thing to be there to support people when you can't be there with people. Yeah. That really does sound difficult. I mean, it really puts you in a tough position because you have like an emotional connection with these kids because you work with them every day. So, no doubt. So you have no to doubt. see. Yeah. I always look at it this way. When we recruit a kid, that their parents have raised them a certain way for 
18 years and they're entrusting us with their kid. And, um, you know, so we want to, when we send them back home, we want them to be better men than they came in as. Yeah. I mean, that's what the whole college experience is being a better person than you were. No doubt. Before you came in. No doubt. Focusing on a more positive light. What's your favorite thing about coaching? What, what, motivates you to coach every day and do your job well there's two sides because as a former player and as a just a coach as a person you're ultra competitive so just the competitiveness of it but the reason because my first experience of coaching was when I went back to my high school horrible experience (laughs) horrible experience but what kept me going and it was watching a guy that can't do something and by the time he finishes He's got scholarship offers to wherever, and um, and it doesn't have to be big schools. It's I think every kid that plays this game, there's a place for them to play football if mm-hmm. they really want to. It may not be a scholarship, may not be your dream, uh, but if you love this game, you pour into this game, there's a place for everyone to play. And just watching players develop and get better and the lessons they learn and and, you know, when you see them out, after they've been and they're repeating this, you see them coaching other people and they're repeating the same things that you said. Uh, that's a wonderful experience. That does sound really sweet. Well, you've already kind of mentioned this earlier, earlier on in the show, but we can kind of recap it some, but what is your favorite thing about the sport of football itself and you being around it? Well, the sport of football is, is allow me to experience so many things in life. I probably would never go into like, for instance, at Richmond, we had a chance to uh, play in Montana. When am I going to Montana? I mean, <laughs> what am I going to Montana for? Yeah. Uh, but you get to, you get to see places like that. I've been East coast, West coast, Northeast, Southwest, you know, Northwest. I've been all over this country uh, because of sport of football. And it's allowed me to be able to provide things for my family that, you know, one thing is the great thing about this game is if you treat this game right, it'll treat you right. But the bad thing about this game is if you treat it wrong, <laughs> he will get you. <laughs> yeah. What's the best place you've traveled so far for football? What's- best place I traveled? Phoenix is pretty nice. When we played the Cardinals uh, or, or Tempe, wherever it is, any of those cities down there, beautiful places. Um I mean, there's a lot of good places. Memphis, I mean, I a lot that. of good places I've been able to eat. Now, now, now I, I do have a problem because huh? Memphis has such great food around here, and then they have me recruit in New Orleans or Louisiana. <laughs> so I think people are trying to make me be up to 300 pounds. <laughs> That's not the main goal, but that there, there's something there to it. Correct. I mean... You got to go eat while you're recruiting. I mean, then, yeah. yeah. You got you to fuel yourself somehow. Correct. Yeah. Got to eat Correct. some beignets on the side. Save some time. <laughs> and they're like, you got to try this. You got to try this. You got to try. Next thing you know, you're, I'm 300 pounds. <laughs> well, you previously, prior to Memphis, you were in UNC Charlotte. So when you got the news to come to Memphis, how excited were you to tell your family, hey, we're moving to Memphis? Extremely excited. Uh, you know, I followed this program a lot. Uh, when I was playing, I played at James Madison University. 
and we lost our head coach to University of Memphis. Rip Shear was our head coach. We had a team that had gone to the semifinals the year before, and we thought if he stayed another year, we would have won the national championship. Right. Uh, I'm distant cousins, uh, Tubby Smith, you know, and he coached basketball here. And um, I have another connection. I'm trying to remember what it is now. I mean, if you want to go, Isaac Bruce. Uh, yeah, and I coached uh, at the Rams with Isaac Bruce. So there it is. There you A lot go. of connections here. And, uh, you know, I, I obviously got to play in the Liberty Bowl out here. And we recruited out here when I was at Bandy. So a lot of connections, really well, excited to be out here. And sounds like you're perfect for the special teams job. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. There you go. <laughs> Not many people have a background like you do or know many connections as you do with the team that they're now working for. And I know so all your previous, cool. I know Coach Lauren, I know uh, uh, Coach Shebus, and I know uh, – Coach Limbo. So I know the three guys that came before me. There you go. Aren't you yes, just sir. perfect? I know, right? Well, yeah. what is your favorite thing overall about the city of Memphis? Like your things to do and things to eat here in the 901? Well, I mean, oh, let me think. Let me think. Well, you got torchies now, so yeah. that's yeah. pretty good. Um, if I eat, I could probably eat soul fish at least three times a week. <laughs> Uh, there's so much things. Shelby Park, Shelby Farms, awesome. There's so many things around here to do. Uh, oh yeah, that it, it's just an exciting city. Coach uh, uh, Coach Hardaway is doing over at basketball. It's fun, you know, because I I coached at Maryland when Maryland was in the ACC. Oh, okay. So uh, every week it was, you know, we're playing Duke, we're playing uh, UNC. So when you bring recruits around that atmosphere, it's awesome. It helps your program build. And, uh, you know, with the talent that's coming over to the basketball arena, it's going to help everyone get better and, and continue to grow. Oh, yeah. That's, that's well, true. Also, football is getting a big renovation, too, on South Campus. So that will be very helpful for recruiting as well. Yeah, and, I like to say we help them, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. That, that's very true. Well, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners today about the show or who, to the ones that are listening to this episode when it comes out? Like I said, the support in this city is fantastic. Uh, I'm excited. I really appreciate I've been welcomed here. Uh, I'm sorry. I have to apologize to the fans. I'm sorry. We had a kick return call back. Uh, <laughs> we have mold- we have much time for that this season. I mean, I'm sorry. We had it. We had it. I don't know where the penalty occurred. But they called it, so it didn't really happen. And uh, I'm sorry that we didn't open the season because the previous season I opened the season with a kick return for a touchdown. I thought we'd do it uh, this game, but it got called back. There was many more to come. I was going to say we have, 11, we have 11 more games. that We have plenty yes. of time for that. Yes. Well, we really appreciate having yeah. you on talking Memphis sports and your background with us. And it's been a pleasure getting to talk to you, Coach Bankins. Appreciate you having me. And uh, – Let's do this again sometime. Sounds like a plan to me. We appreciate you. Yes, Rammy. I got to yeah. get you some uh, Rams gear. I appreciate that. <laughs> Let me make awesome. a few calls and see what I can do for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. All right. You guys well, have a good one. You as well. Well, I'm Robert Rutten. I'm Rami Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time 
on the prowl. With the boys, yeah we swoops, yeah we swoops, and we got them high box, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot with the Mercedes Benz in the.